Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips were sipping gin, girl. Make your bounce, your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sit down, butcher for your boom. Honestine squad, link up, it's like boom. The girls be giving you vibes. Tune in, chill out, and feel good inside. Like it goes. Hey, we hey the girls. Hey, girls. Welcome back to It Girls Podcast. People still saying that. <laughs> um, so girls, it is the start of the month. Welcome to August. Last month was the start of the month. We're going back to school soon. That's how I always feel. Chilly day. I always feel that way. I feel like a neat new year. Yeah, I still work in an academic calendar. Ditto, biatch. I kind of do vicariously through the kids. But anyway, what's the guan this week, girl? Well, start of the fucking month is the best time to sign up to our Patreon, which Mm -hmm. is where we host our second podcast called X Gals, which is, as it sounds, our X rated version of It Gals, where we talk about sex, we talk about dating, we talk about our personal lives, we talk about all the juice that we no longer can spill on It Gals because there's about 30,000 of you listening. And that started to bite us in the ass a little. Yes. <laughs> but we are big mouths and we do need to spill it somewhere and we do that on Patreon. So for about five euro a month, if it's six sixty six dollars a month, uh, you can sign up and you get a weekly episode of X-Scals. If you mm-hmm. want to join our $10 tier, you also get videos where me and Lindsay make gas YouTube videos, but we also do kind of... Um, little mini podcasts on there yeah little chatty chatty videos Lindsay did one recently uh, answering some two of our most asked for questions which was how to, where to meet boys and how to deal with a fuck boy um, but on last month's uh, uh, X-Gals we talked a lot about our dating lives Lindsay spoke we all divulged. about we divulged Lindsay spoke about a guy she was seeing quite a lot it uh, had a very short span but dear god was there juice and was there detail <laughs> so much detail we talked about three ways we kind of said like can they work in relationships can mm-hmm. you be the person who comes into one our own personal experiences with them yes exactly boyfriends asking us us accepting (laughs) or you'll have to find out maybe even having one together (laughs) Uh, and yes so much more so if you want to go figure out what the fuck is on X Calls okay you get as I said weekly episodes but when you sign up you also get our backlog I think there's 30 episodes on there so mm-hmm. if you are an It Gals binger this is where you want to go people always tell us to like I signed up to X Gals and I listened to every episode this week so if you want to go to that it's www.patreon.com forward slash It Gals podcast it's just like Netflix you can sign up one month you can cancel it that month you can sign up for three months and cancel it then there's no like minimum amount of time you have to sign up you can cancel and re-sign up as you wish and as your bank account will allow yes and it's just a super, super sexy secret place. Um, and we love having you all there. So also, we are going back on the road. We're going back to Cork. 
the 11th of October. It's a Friday night, half 11, mm. Cypress Avenue again. And we're going to have a new set. It's going to be super sexy, saucy, as usual, mm-hmm. a late night vibe. So tickets are flying out the goddamn door. Flying. And um, they're like 16 euro. And you can get them on our website, itgalspodcast.com. Jenny has just updated it there. So you can buy your tickets there. Mm-hmm. Get them quick because they are going. We're getting messages, messages, messages with people screenshotting their uh, tickets and all that shit. Sounds which we're so, so fast. grateful for. But like they are going to go. People are going to miss out. We don't know when we're going back to the country yeah and it is only a capacity of 200 as well which is the same as comedy festival and we all know how that ended up um, very sweaty and we sold out cork last time so it's going to sell out again but so yeah also on our website you can check out our merch we have mm. our tote bags we have our deadly hoodies and crewnecks um which were designed by us drawn by moi um so check them out we are seeing a load of not worst tote bags popping around and we are going to be bringing more out so keep a little eye and um, but yeah get your hot merch get your hot merch so that's all the plugs we have for today we kept that under four minutes extremely good of us um this we're on week, a tight ship we're running a tight ship but that is our updates at the start of the month uh let us know if you have any questions as usual but until then we're gonna jump right into the episode lens to the meat into like the we meat. say <laughs> the meat and the bones you always say the bones i say the meat so <laughs> very phallic so hot but so, yeah so phallic okay oh now, God, it's, my hot. Body is now phallic. it's hot <laughs> i was always thinking of like gnawing on a chicken wing or something like that mm. um but so this week we finally some shits popping off in the news yes the news i love the, the way news. we say the news yeah finally. we popped on rt news last night and jesus what did we see finally i get to talk about brexit on this podcast exactly theresa may uh but we did an episode a couple probably it must have been a year ago ish mm. or start earlier this year whenever the fucking victoria's secret um fashion show is right yeah so we did an episode all about victoria's secret it was actually a gas episode because that's where we talked about getting our first bras yeah. such a fun it was one a of really my funny faves. episode uh go back and look at that if you if you can find it i think it's called like victoria's big secret that's yeah. what it is um and it was ma- mostly about the kind of viral cancelling campaign that was going on around victoria's secret when the ceo i believe at the time who has since stepped down, stepped down uh or distanced himself in some regard uh, came forcibly, in, forcibly imagine. <laughs> bent the knee um, yeah. because he said that basically Victoria's Secret doesn't need to go out of its way to have different kinds of bodies or different kinds of uh, people on their runway because they're trying to sell a fantasy specifically the- focusing on um, I think I, it was an answer to a question about would they ever use a transgender model and he said that they're selling a kind of dream and maybe that that doesn't fit it yeah. so that it was precise too I think because I but remember the wording of the dream was fantasy. um yeah the fantasy that mm. really affected rightly so um people like transgender people because it just made them seem like that is not what people want what people want is this dream and blah 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 so which is also ironic like the as a lot of uh trans activists kind of pointed out that like uh, if you're going to talk about fantasies like yeah. a lot of the time a <laughs> huge fantasy they are fantasy, yeah, yeah which is obviously you know um, also quite seen, problematic yeah yada, yada. Pro- problematic in its own sense it's basically just like fetishizing you know a certain type mm-hmm. of person but however um, this really did fucking annoy quite a lot of people um, and recently uh, I think it was I can't remember the name of the Victoria's Secret model but she basically Spilled the tea that the fashion show spilled the skinny tea ain't happening this year. 
um she was asked like something about her career her training routine wasn't yeah it? i think i can't remember what it was and she was like oh it's so weird this time of year like because i'm usually training so hard for the show but it's not happening this year because the brand and i quote uh, or I paraphrase so I don't know what the fucking quote is but she said like the brand they're, Victoria's Secret are working on their branding mm-hmm. um, so I was like oh for fuck's sake like another forced <laughs> another forced uh, company forced in like basically pulling out all the stops to appease a kind of person or a group of people usually existing on Twitter Um just to basically like be like, oh, get rid of the scandal. Fuck, well, I fuck, think fuck, it fuck, was. Fuck. I think um, the virality that happened last year with the show, their sales were plummeting, and that was coming out. And I stuff think their like sales that. were plummeting anyway. Well, that was obviously not going to help a huge, big viral moment and very negative. Um, you know, it's see, just... I don't know because I remember reading an article on it, and they were kind of saying like people were like, "This is going to affect your running." And it's like, who is the Victoria's Secret customer? They are not social justice activists like a lot of the Victoria's Secret customer when you're looking like en masse are like middle America pink wearing Mm. like you know what I mean so it's like their sales were plummeting anyway because there's so much more competition on the market like that's just the reality of it like it was a time where Victoria's Secret was the only place where you could kind of go to get like you know kind of nice underwear that's kind of accessible price wise you know like instead mm-hmm. of buying like lace underwear from a Jean Procure which is like 250 quid you're like talking like 40 quid for a nice bra you know that way yeah. and they had this huge marketing like genius marketing campaign which was the Victoria's Secret uh, fashion show uh, it was worked for a long long time and it was a kind of mold that worked for the company but like I think it's in the last like few years it's just their sales have plummeted because... I think what um, we were talking about this earlier as well I think what maybe was prob- like a problem with say the last year's show mm. was that there are now like there are no supermodels left anymore yeah yeah and yeah. Um, years ago like what made the Victoria's Secret fashion shows so iconic was seeing these like dream boats yeah really huge supermodels that were not part of the Kardashian clan that were not freaking born social into media money. Yeah, yeah not a Hadid genuinely from Brazil a model who was famous for being a model and you were seeing them and like it was also the really fun like them kind of skipping down the runway yeah. and like really extravagant and for just a uh, completely superficial point of view I just found the styling used to be way better I thought the yeah. styling in the last like few was years bad. was atrocious like it used to actually look like the, the underwear still looked nice and the bikinis still looked nice even though mm. they were wearing the wings and all the kind of extra bits you can't buy but in the last few years like when you look beyond the weird kilts that they were wearing like the bras were just shite and the big balloony I think I love the wings and I felt like there weren't that many like wow show stopping moments with the wings last year they had those big balloony moments and stuff like like that 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 was just like no yeah I didn't like that and I think yeah I think definitely the death of the supermodel had a lot to do with it as you were saying because and also social media I think because when I remember like the Victoria's Secret show going on it was a place to see all these models existing that was kind of like fashion shows weren't very accessible I used to watch fashion TV when I was younger and like I'd be watching the biggest load of shite ever be like Miami swim week and I'd be like I love this yeah it'd be like Maison Gormola yeah (laughs) pretending I knew the brands like Like not even well known brands (laughs) trying to memorise the name like not well known but you couldn't see fashion shows you couldn't see the models moving except for the Victoria's Secret fashion show because that was kind of like on TV and you'd see clips yeah. of it everywhere mm-hmm. so, but also we weren't oversaturated like I can see Gigi Hadid's hole any day of the week Literally. I see her hole more than my bleeding hole so it doesn't like it's not like 
wow, I get to see, you know, Candy Swan on Paul's freaking yeah. You know, like I see it all the time now yeah. on social media. But pre-social media, we had like Vogue. We had them clothed a lot more. Now everyone's yeah. freaking naked. And and, it's just not a thing. And the um, there was a more of a discrepancy. I think they kind of like fit, fit a, a more of a niche in the market because, and this is just like a reflection of the times, not something that I'm like pro or whatever. Like when, when Lindsay and I were growing up, models were all like extremely thin like there was one body type bopping down that runway and it was like size zero up and down so skinny and when you watch the Victoria's Secret show what they were known for was like actually being fit like they looked fit yeah. they were definitely curvier. as well they were curvy like, they were still quite well in the I'm thinking more like when I was a teenager which was like 2000s mm. um because I think in the Tyra Banks times in the 90s the Victoria's Secret models were kind of that's kind of what the body type was Except for the wayfish shit. But they were still like supermodels bopping around then. Which were like those Amazonian kind of bodies. But in the 2000s it was like Gemma Ward. And these like rake thin models. Yeah, yeah. And it was very much known that like you had to be that size. There was no space for anywhere else. But then you had like kind of Swanepoel, Adriana Lima. Who were mm-hmm. like kind of more promoting like... A healthy lifestyle and a fit lifestyle. And fitness. And they weren't working other shows because of this. Like that was kind of a thing that was known that Victoria's Secret had to pay them so much because they were their body type was just not the type that could be walking down in Maison Margiela, you mm-hmm. know, that way. So I thought it was more interesting then. But now, you know, you had mentioned in the last episode that like the most recent Victoria's Secret show, they seemed really rake thin. Again. They were really, really, I was like kind of grossed out mm. I mean they look. it looked like a skinny competition between mm. the models like Bella Hadid's hip appeared 20 minutes before the rest of it did yeah, like yeah, her yeah. hip like and it, I wasn't seeing like I remember back like I just love um, Tyra Banks and I remember she would always talk about that show on yeah. America's Next Top Model and she would say I love doing that show because you're bouncing down the runway they wanted to see like the tits moving the yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. that was like a big selling a big selling aspect of the show the kind of fun like it was different than like high fashion where they're like you know glum walking down like corpses up and down yeah, the runway they, this they was like bouncing around yeah sucking on lollipops all that kind of stuff but this year like it was um like they were extremely thin you weren't seeing boobs you mm. were seeing bone mm. and like that, when we did the last episode I was saying like I have boobs and I need to go to a bra shop that can support these puppies and make them you know under my chin and contained mm. pick them up from the ground scaffold them in blah 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 you know I wasn't seeing any tits and that's what was the point of the show years ago and it was just kind of like ugh yeah I think it's just a it probably is an outdated model but I'm, what do you think about them doing this kind of uh, which probably is also publicity stuff the Get, getting your woman leaking that like I doubt she was allowed like I'd say that was a planned thing to like for to her kind to... of like leaking it in a, yeah like, well they um they do that in um media like that yeah. that's how they test the waters of like how like the public story. are yeah how the public are gonna um receive this kind of news instead of making yeah. like you know a big statement a big statement and everyone's like well this is because this they should have done it last year if they'd only got yeah. a trans model down that fucking runway we wouldn't be here um and then we also heard and that was also leaked about the um that they have used their first transgender model 
Yes. That was leaked. So that wasn't leaked by the actual company or by that. And so they're definitely maybe using their models as little kind of like... I think they're playing them off each other. I think they're kind of like in one point, your woman's saying it's cancelled. They're kind of saying, let's see how that goes. Yeah. They're working on our branding. But then they're also going to leak a story that they've got a, uh, their first trans... They've casted their first trans model. I'm like, but if you've casted someone for a show that's not happening what I'm it like, could be for a shoot though I don't think oh is it just, it's not as an angel it's just for like a, yeah okay, she released that they did right. their first photo shoot or something okay, like that okay. with this um, woman who is drop dead gorgeous dear god she's stunning but like I just don't know I mean obviously like Delira for her I mean like for her she's a model it's just another job I'm sure mm-hmm. but it's like also is there like a level of tokenism with this you know that way this is what I always see when I see these companies kind of doing these force bend the knee moments where I'm just like how does it appease you? Like, if you're just one of these people shouting on Twitter, you're like, you know, do this and get someone. Like, it's like, so what? They send one plus size girl in the model and one trans model down but the But also, it, I mean, that? in terms of this uh, trans model that they're using, she literally looks like a Victoria's Secret model. She's absolutely gorgeous. And they, so take gender away from that. What's the movement here? We're focusing on the gender still, surely. Mm. You know, they're like, gender should not be, we're trying to like remove ourselves from gender being this like, you know, we can be more gender fluid nowadays. You know, we can, that's how we're kind of going. People can choose their, what you want to be and what you want to call yourself and all that kind of stuff. So taking gender, just that one difference about this woman, she is just an, Victoria's Secret model looking thin gorgeous girl yeah I don't think they'd ever change their bombshell aesthetic though do you know that way like I mean I think it would be completely out of whack for I'm it. not saying that they should but I'm saying that then you know like it's just this ticking is the thing. a box it's, it's like ticking the box like if they get a plus sized but like she is the most stunning plus sized woman in the world going down the runway it's like we're still just having to accept or like the Twitter people Twitter army people are just gonna have to accept that yes with fashion and stuff like that there is gorgeousness is always going to be appreciated yeah, in yeah, the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being gorgeous is always fucking appreciated. It <clears throat> always has been. Back to Cleopatra days. Yeah, and like the thing is like, I, you know, not saying that I like agree with what your man said or whatever. I think that was just like some old man who's just completely out of touch. Like, I mean, what an idiot even just to say that in public. Is just he like, should not Bleh. have been a spokesperson no. anyway. And like he wasn't a spokesperson. He was just had this random interview. You know, the way like I think yeah. they were probably like, fuck. But, yeah. you know, there. I personally, from growing up, and I've made this point in the last show, but I think it's still uh, on this. It's, it's still um, appropriate to make. Like when we, you and I are growing up, models looked a very specific type of way. And there was completely no uh, diversity in how they looked or size. They were even like their skin tone or even their look physically. Like they were all blonde alien looking girls. The majority of them, they all tried to look that gem award kind of mold, which was based off Kate Moss as well. That mm-hmm. kind of like big eyes, high cheekbones kind of look. Um, but nowadays, like I think arguably there is space for a company like Victoria's Secret who just want to sell the bombshell aesthetic because we now have so much more diversity in types of brands like if you look at the biggest um show I think that was tuned into way more or at least in competition with Victoria's Secret was the Savage by Fenty and she had you know if you're looking for diversity there you have it you've got a brand there like putting pregnant women down the runway you've got people you know up to size 18 bopping down the runway so it's like why I don't think that every company has to kind of fit the mold of this like extra diverse kind of rhetoric because 
when there's a diversity in the types of brands you can then choose as an individual kind of a customer what brand you want to shop with like if that matters to you if what matters to you is like a brand's kind of uh, representation of people of color or trans people you have brands that you can choose for that now I also think that like if Fenty maybe started when Victoria's Secret first started it wouldn't have been like that like Rihanna is a businesswoman who has like the most like amazing people surrounding her who can guide her into a place of being like this is like Fenty Mm. is also so big because of their diversity same with her Mm. makeup line and then her lingerie and everything like that so she went into a niche that already existed and when we're talking about people like Kate Moss or Gemma Ward like Kate Moss was an answer to say like 80s models were like extremely tall extreme like kind of aerobic bodies yeah Yeah. then we had like our first ever kind of shorter model was Mm. Kate Moss and that was like a huge big news for um the fashion industry because like they had to be a certain height and then Kate Moss was Mm. like broke down barriers yeah so then it was like slowly bleeding and it's just like you know so that was kind of beneficial at our time even though yes they were still extremely slim and the wave thing yeah. and the kind of alien look like but that was still like you know we we're representing different type of women in fact that they like yeah you know look maybe a bit more peculiar yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. that was almost wanting to like step away from normality if we're talking about like fashion they were using people like Gemma Ward and other like alien looking women yeah to not represent a normal woman to represent this like high fashion alien and like yeah representation doesn't always have to be the most important thing I think it can be important and I can understand if you are the type of person that I don't know I've just personally never been like I've never seen someone walk down a runway who looks like me that just has personally never really meant much to me and I but I respect that it has it does to some people you know that way just personally for me it's just seeing someone who looks exactly like me bopping down a runway like I don't I just don't really care I just like the clothes to be honest but I can understand how it could affect some people but it's just like you know I think you're right in that that like Victoria's Secret did at one point you know I think I read somewhere as well and this fact could be completely wrong but like they definitely were one of the first companies who paid women of colour extremely high wages when you think of Naomi Campbell and uh, Tyra Banks Mm. like they were they were sending down women of colour in hugely paid endorsements Mm -hmm. with Victoria's Secret way before like fucking Chanel were or Mm. anything like that and they yes they haven't modernised they haven't gone with the times um if they were smart business people, they would have seen this like four, four or five years ago and they would have been there before Rihanna. Yeah. You know, that way. And it was probably like a certain thing, like you were saying, the man who was in that interview has probably been in the company for years and years exactly. and years. So it's maybe gone a little bit stale. So yeah. they're not getting those fresh new background people yeah. coming in, giving, like advising the company. Whereas like Rihanna started was, you know, a new fresh person has been like in the industry she is a woman of colour she has dealt with like body issues herself yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's obviously personal and close to her yeah and you know I mean it was just a mistake on their part not to not put a plus sized or a trans person down the runway but they to have a stale man talk about the fucking brand in yeah. such a like PC culture when one comment like that literally now that they had to cancel the show and they there was just a huge big virality around it and there was a kind of like bad connotations with them the whole brand yeah I think it's I think it is interesting but I just think people when you talk about cancel culture in general like the thing that I get confused about is like people on Twitter like whatever you know this this comment comes out that offends a lot of people and they kind of have uproar about it which is fair enough you know if you're offended about something go for it I don't care but then you like 
you you kind of call to arms for the company to change and all this kind of stuff and I'm just kind of like it seems like such an easy kind of fix that they have where they're just like oh no it's fixed they bent the knee to us when like really if you were smart about it you would want like if if Victoria's Secret's model was as they were saying like bigoted and outdated and not Mm -hmm. suiting to the modern woman the company will fail you know that way like people forget to realize that like the control of the market is actually in our hands because you choose where to shop and we've got more options than ever now like one reason why Victoria's Secret is failing so much is because of online shopping this is why like you know uh, so many stores are pulling out like Topshop is pulling out of uh, their on their uh, physical stores in Dublin now because online is fucking killing them like Victoria's Secret if you look at their stores there's such a huge like I mean, look, go to the one on Grafton Street oh I know like it's like there's LC- lights there's LED ever, like, kind of there's huge they have the cost. show replaying on the spiral staircase yeah. there's like Diamante fucking handles on the yeah. changing rooms it's like so so OTT gaudy girly gorgeous yeah. but, but if you look at the cost, cost money and yeah. the amount of staff they have in those shops and like if, then if you look at Rihanna she doesn't have shops she has yeah. pop-up shops every now and again and she sells solely online so like even if you take away the diversity and all that kind of stuff her business model is also smarter and that's what will make those companies work because she's actually being modern with her business model not buying up fucking load of land on 5th Avenue and making this 7 story fucking yeah. shop with like 250 staff in it you know mm. so it's like if you really want companies like if they want Victoria's Secret to fail this is why I, I just question their motive like you don't really want the company to fail you just want them to adhere to your rules and then like what happens in those rules outdate then it just seems like a bit of a kind of uh, and it just kind of comes back to the individual like yeah. why is are these individuals on Twitter so obsessed with say other another company's success or another mm. company's like agenda or lack of diversity mm. when like it is only in your control of what you do. So yeah. you cannot control what so-and-so from Victoria's Secret, the CEO, says about trans people yeah. not being a fantasy. You can, however, just not go to that shop yeah. again and maybe not look at the bloody show when it's on if you're triggered or yeah. whatever. Just, you do not go for the show. Like, it's same with, like, you see, you know, and I do understand, like, in certain issues, like, say, sustainability, where people are pushing for brands to be more sustainable maybe not use yeah. as much plastic on their whatever and then like the brand will respond in that way and that's a direct kind of help to the environment but like I don't really know how helpful it is to say the trans community or women of uh, plus sized women or women of colour get having a model go down the runway and the Victoria's Secret fashion so like stop giving so much importance into that show when that show has always been a show of just ultimate beauty like you said bombshells yeah and it's just it's kind of I don't know it's just like it's playing into tokenism it's kind of patronizing to the community of trans women or community of people of color by being like see there's a black woman walking down and yeah. she's trans and she's plus size so you should all be fucking happy and it's it also like, no, just like really labels ourselves it's such yeah. a horrendous way like I am a plus sized woman I am a like this race like we are all the human race mm. we all have you know insecurities differences and everything like we don't I don't need a single mom going down the runway to represent me and it kind of just really simplifies and dumbifies people like I don't need to connect to the Victoria's Secret fashion show no to represent me or to feel like a connection to it now in terms of like business if they want to like get more people more attention yes it'd be a smarter idea yeah because like then they're getting you know a personal touch to the show is going to pull you in more and maybe Mm. want to purchase the freaking bras but like 
for me, if there was not someone like we were saying when we were in school and there we had Kate Moss, we had like, you know, whoever on the runway. Um, and I, you know, you maybe couldn't re- like connect to them if you weren't that weight or whatever. I connected with music, with writers, with mm. um, people on TV that yeah, I connected yeah, yeah. to. I didn't need to connect to the fucking most stunning woman in England at the time. Because it still it just, doesn't matter. It's putting it down to looks and it's putting it down to kind of the connecting to something has to be visual. As in like I have mm. to connect to someone because they look exactly the same as me, which is like, but really connecting to something should be, you know, if you want to connect to a brand per se, find a brand that is doing all the shit that you like you know that way but like then you- if we're talking about like say the diversity in like yay rihanna rihanna you're great you're killing it yas queen mm. however she had a motherfucking woman in labor going down the runway yeah the woman left the show what's her name like slim Woods. yeah slick Woods. she left the fucking show went to the hospital had the baby yeah like okay you have a freaking woman working when she's goddamn in labor yeah. i'm not about that life well by and choice she did, by choice she did no, go I, into labor and she said she wanted to do this i get that i get that yeah it was all safe space yeah, but, but you're right you could you could easily kick off by that well what i'm saying if i was a woman i have been a pregnant woman yeah 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 i'm sat a fat fucking lump not able, not able to get up because you know the way or like i mean that is not me resonating with someone because she's pregnant and I'm pregnant. Yeah. I'm not like, yeah, queen, we're seeing a, finally seeing a pregnant body in a fucking Andre. It's like, I'm a big fat lump hooked up to an IV because I have the vomiting bug while pregnant. Yeah. This bitch is on a runway. Why am I like this pregnant woman? It's like, we need to just focus on our own choices and our own self, our own like mental health instead of focusing on like needing to be represented by someone and feeling like that will connect us to a brand. Or trying to find like depth within a notoriously shallow industry. Like the, the fashion industry, like... First of all, fashion isn't politics and the fashion mm-hmm. industry aren't the doll. So maybe let's stop giving them so much importance to like, you know, obviously they're a reflection of the culture to an extent, not so much anymore, really. More social media stars but also and social that media kind of fed, There's been huge conversation about how that fetishizes, like the way that we were seeing like streetwear with Alexander Rang and he was using like, you know, underground rappers mm. on the shows that weren't even at the show yeah. or weren't paid for their music and blah, blah, blah. It's just like you're looking for meaning in like a notoriously shallow and... Uh, you know a, a, an industry that only really looks on the surface it's just surface level so well, like maybe stop looking you're trying to find like needle in the haystack vibes here guys like but you're also trying to just like do realize rihanna victoria's secret all these people they have one agenda making a fuckload exactly. of money and selling their garb like rihanna i'm sure 100 like her well not 100 i don't fucking know but i'm you know i'm sure to an extent that her agenda came from personal experience as you were saying like body struggles but at the end of the day, she also was like, ding, 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 ding. Uh, yeah. Look what Victoria's Secret aren't fucking doing. I'm going to do that. And now she's worth a billion dollars. Exactly. And she's continuing. Mm. So like, I mean, if she was happy with just having which all Which she the, should be. Fair which play. Which, like, make your money, girl. But yeah. like, if she was, say, you know, only for representation and only for inclusivity, et cetera, et cetera. What, you know, she did that with her foundation fucking colour range. And now she's just going into high fashion. So... You know, we're seeing that she obviously is really, really into making money. And again, that's your right. Yeah. However, like, this is her agenda at the backspace of like, obviously, you saw like a niche in the market or a space in the market for like this kind of level of like, now we're in a place where like having a transgender model down your runway means you're going to be making more money for your brand or a plus size or this. We see it with Glossier. They did the same with Paloma when they put her up all over um, New York on billboards with like, 
her plus size bod out. Mm-hmm. Now they are known and stamped because they stamped themselves with being that kind of like hashtag woke um, brand. Yeah. Everyone just follows suit. It's in it, it follows through with like the sustainable shit. It's like yeah. once a brand says like sustainable, everyone's like, yeah, it's queen. You don't even have to do the research. You don't have to do the research in Rihanna and who she's paying or how fucking great she is or the mm. company actually is. You just literally say the like veneer, the fashion show, see a few fat birds walking down and you're like, yeah, it's queen. <laughs> but yeah, I know. It's like it's so playing into their fucking hands. It's like on one hand, they're like, fuck capitalism. But then yeah. like they also care so much about fucking Victoria's Secret. And they don't do the research. They yeah. don't know like the girls like seeming the fucking bras being but like how much they're being paid etc yeah. etc et like we don't know the truth about anything yeah so and like you're, so you're you're focusing on a lot of models who are being paid like a quarter of a million to walk down a fucking runway but you're not really focusing on who the where the fuck any of like where the fuck is rihanna's shit made i don't fucking know no. you know what i mean so it's like there is that it's so uh hypocritical and just it just focuses on the veneer and yeah. it's like okay that is then just your big worry the the like how how's your look yeah, yeah. yeah. The, appear- the appearance and like also you know it's a whole different question but it's like then should you care about like the morality to an extent you know to obviously like you would probably care like if I found out which we all kind of know deep down inside of us when your clothes are made by like four-year-old children in Bangladesh you're like oh you know that does affect you but at the same yeah. time it's like why do I care about this random Italian man from Victoria's Secret what he considers what he considers a fantasy and what he considers the company but that doesn't may not represent what absolutely you know there mm-hmm. isn't people in the offices signing papers I believe him <laughs> I'm mm. with him you know so there is a, it is kind of a it's a it's a tricky one it's a tricky one we'll but it also I think it just boils down to like focusing on your own choices your yeah. own you know like you just cannot we're just so focused on what everyone else is doing and how terrible everyone else is. Yeah. And it's just like, just focus on what you are doing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities blindness stroke temporary scabs or scarring talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you 
I Twitter agree. needs to not. Can we just talk about like loose fun stuff on Twitter? I mean, my I love Twitter just for pure comedic elements. But as soon as the wokeness pops up, I'm like, I'm piecing out of this fucking app for a week because yeah. I can't with the like hot takes, which are just the same regurgitated takes over and over and over again. And everyone being like, yes, queen and like random gif response. Like, I just I imagine like I remember my dad telling me about like I can't remember who it was, but it was some fella who'd been through some viral thing or whatever and like you know just the effect it has when it's like pointed at one person mm. so I do hate that about like just cancel culture and Twitter like I mean that poor little CEO I know he said <laughs> something but like I know he like, said something <laughs> Sorry, absolutely know. fucking terrible but like I'd say he was like oh Dear God, oh shit, shit, oh, I'm sorry, girls, sorry, girls, I said something bad. Like, I'm sure he's grand. He's I know, extremely I'm extremely just... wealthy. So the, the big CEOs like that, like, I doubt he gives a fuck. However, the thing is, is that when we congratulate that behavior, it means you can point it at anyone. But so also, like when you say it's okay to do it to the CEO, then it's okay to do it to fucking anyone who works in the company. And then you can point finger, you know what I mean? So it's like... Obviously, we have to put the same rule on everyone. You can't say, oh, it's okay to just do it on these people and that people. It's like, realistically, when you look at cancel culture, it's a whole kind of cultural movement. Well, it happens to anyone. Exactly, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, you have to, in order to be against it to the the little men, you also have to kind of look at it in a a higher regard and be like, okay, once it's pointed at one person in general. I'm sure he's fine. I know, but I think, like... I just, I just hate that whole like no, all I, bashing I'm up against one you, yeah. person. It's intense, and especially when you see, oh fuck, they bent the knee. It worked, and that just legitimizes that. Oh look, it's working, girls. You know yeah. that like all the people who do, who kind of partake in cancel culture and all that kind of mm. stuff. It's like, oh well, now there's oh, you're a reason. Legitimizing to. it, one hundred percent. And you're saying that the show's we, been cancelled. Yeah. They have a trans, so there you go. Yeah. Well, look, wait. The thing is, is that once you apologize and once you do bend the knee, I'm sure they will have the show, and the same people giving out will have another fucking problem. They'll, they'll see, they'll have, they'll have their little boxes ticked, and then they'll be like, well, what about the representation of Indian women? Like, they'll always find something to fucking oh, complain yeah, about, and. And, you know, it's just up to you guys, I think, whether you play into it or not. It also, There's always going to be those moany bastards. It's just the big distraction as well. Yeah. You know, oh, totally. like, I mean, everyone thinks they're they're rocking around with their keep cups, their metal straws. They're fucking like, you know, still having the repeal ace badge on or whatever. Like, it's really not doing anything. Yeah. At all. It's sad, but true. So. Where are all those blue profile pictures on Instagram gone? I know I'm delighted that solved The Sudanese massacre No it did I know M- Moving on <laughs> So uh, When we're talking about Kind of virality uh, We also I think we mentioned Did we mention this On a podcast before Maybe that Instagram Were thinking of removing mm-hmm. Likes And they have now uh, My likes were removed When I was away Ages ago in yeah In uh, I came It popped up on my Instagram And it was like Yours were gone when you went away Yeah gone So just when you started Getting piling in the likes Oh no, I know I could see them on Fair play Thank you At least some fuckers Yeah it, it only went for me last week So it came up on my phone That it was like it, it was like not even a thing That you could opt into It was like Instagram have chosen your profile To do this test mm-hmm. On taking away likes Blah 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 blah, blah. You, Is it still a test? I think it's still testing in like Ireland, Canada, Italy and a group of other places. I don't think it's gone in like America and the UK. 
But they always test things first in Ireland and because because we have offices here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always kind of one of the first places that they do these big kind of algorithmic tests. Um, and Instagram came out and basically were like, we want to change how you all use social media and we want to make sure that you're liking the pictures that you like and that you don't like the pictures just because there's loads of likes, which I've never seen anyone do. I've never seen that. <laughs> I do just like the pictures I like. I know. So they were like, and then post the pictures that you like. It's like, I still post the pictures that I like. So it's just sometimes one gets more likes than the others. So mine just went like last week. Okay. Yours went, um, that was like what, two, two three weeks ago? Two, yeah, around that. Um, mine just went last week. And it is kind of interesting because like, if we're talking about the Victoria's Secret model, like what really I think pushed them to cancel the show was the amount, the likes, the interest in that topic. Yeah. And now Instagram, which obviously is based around likes and um, kind of admiration and admiration via numbers, etc., they've taken out. Now you said something. You were like, I don't know why they would have something that like, like they have likes there. Why would why would they bother having them if it's not going to be of use? Do you know the way? Yeah, I think anytime a tech company which are basically our tech overlords at this point, like tech companies have more power than most politicians do. When you think of like Google is basically the worldwide news source. So they have the biggest power over us out of anyone because they control what we see. And it's been proven that we all have different versions of Google based upon our own interests. You know, that way, like if I Google something and my brother Google something, Mm. we'll get different response mm-hmm. so that's insane power now, when- google reads my brain like yeah. you know the way you can just go into the tab and i'm typing yeah. like what was i typing today casey bachelor cbb 17 <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and um it comes up in- yeah. instantly I, yeah. i'm like c-a-s comes google up. literally decides how we maneuver within the world so that's mental first of all and instagram owned by facebook facebook is the other big company that has Whoa, that's a pallet being dragged across that's it. the shop below us. Sorry, girlies. But, um, you know, so Facebook is the other tech overlord, which basically, you know, if you're not Googling shit, you're seeing shit on Facebook, you're seeing shit on Instagram, you're seeing shit through WhatsApp and everything else yeah. like that. Yeah, so rushing girlies. They have such a huge power over us. So whenever any of these tech overlords come out and pretend that they have our best interest in heart, I'm like immediately like, tinfoil hat, ding, 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 <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. Really? Like, oh, yes, they don't have... So you... No, I, I don't... Suggest that they have our best interest at heart, but you have you think they have some kind of agenda via this taking away the likes? Yes, of course they do. No, I don't think it's to destroy society or anything, but like people are just so fucking dumb about this kind of shit. I'm just like, oh god. People are like, isn't it great that Instagram are looking out for us? I'm like, okay, number one, Instagram literally hired people from Vegas to hardwire serotonin and dopamine rewards into Instagram. Okay, so when you pull down the thing it's made like a slot machine yeah they all these things are lit they invented that they invented so, it to be addictive yeah. uh app that you can't stop exactly yeah. like so it's the, the the agenda was there from the outset i love you. that slot machine thing. I, know, I heard that that blew my mind you know the way you pull down the home screen like mm. to reload more images it was it was based off like slot machines yeah, and the which addiction is addictive you yeah know? so when you know so first of all like let that be known like the, the agenda was there from the get-go for you to be addicted and dependent upon rewards of social media and obsessive over obsessive it. Yeah. over it addicted compulsive kind of usage so now that they come out and they're like oh now we want to do this i'm just like oh for fuck's sake it's so obvious it's like when um 
people are I always see this happening on Instagram people are like oh my god my posts aren't being seen oh god my worst my, my reach online. is so down this week and they're like what the why? fuck's up with my algorithm and they're like fuck's sake Instagram why are you doing this and you know it's probably also because like I come from working in this industry it's like the reason that that's happening is because you have chosen to be on a business account when you're on a business account Instagram wants you to spend money on Instagram to promote your post so what they do is they lower your reach and then they incentivize you to pay for a post mm-hmm. to hire your heighten your reach so that's why they're doing that first of all but this is the same thing that I think they're doing here what I think Instagram are doing is they have seen Instagram and Facebook rely solely pretty much on uh brands spending money on advertising okay all those weird ads you see pop up on your instagram your instagram stories on facebook all that kind of stuff they make them all their fucking money and instagram at the moment is where most brands are uh doing ads because people aren't really using facebook that way anymore it's more instagram so they're taking away likes i think personally to disincentivize brands promote uh using influencers for paid posts because there's no visual reward of likes that brands do now most brands do you think okay so to dumb down what you're saying are you saying that when we're seeing say a certain ad that was sponsored by um maybe a smaller influencer or whatever and we're not seeing like i see that a lot on my um feed where i see someone who has sponsored a post and I can see the likes and it's not that many. So the incentive for me to ever sponsor a post is not there because I can see, I'm like, okay, well that hasn't worked for them. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is Instagram are taking away likes visibly because say I'm um, L'Oreal, okay? And I want to promote, I want to promote my mascara through you, Mermaid of Jade. It's an incentive for a brand to be like, oh, here's the thing. You post your picture of me holding the mascara. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. I can report to the CEO that this post got 50,000 likes. When we remove those likes, there's less incentive for brands to promote it through influencers because most brands are lazy. We like to think that they're all these like high people being like tech. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're usually like a 22 year old working as a social media executive, picking out their favorite influencers to sponsor them through. You know, it's there's not really from working in it for years. There's not a huge like you know, minority report screen where they're like, mm. who's the best influencer? It's usually quite personal. Um, so what Instagram are doing is they they want to stop that transaction happening. And they want to start L'Oreal, for example, promoting their mascara through Instagram ads. So they're trying they, to kill influencer culture. I think that it, it has a huge part of it. I don't think they like that Instagram is being used for ads that they're not getting money from. Okay. Oh, interesting. I get it now. So the, I, they want to encourage brands to, because like brands are like, that is the incentive for a brand. Like, and I've seen it from, because that's what you report back. You're like, this post got X amount of yeah. reach, X amount of likes. Now if no one's seen the likes and the brand isn't seeing the likes, now obviously you could ask the influencer, but they don't really give a fuck. They want the veneer of like, look how many likes this got, you know, and look at the engagement. So when you're a brand and you're like, oh, hold on, if only I can see the likes, then I may as well fucking promote my own post. Or I may as well put money into my Instagram ads. And that is, I think, what they're doing. I don't think they give, like, I know they don't give a fuck. I know they don't give a fuck about us. And I I, I would never think that. I do, however, also think that a a reason maybe behind the taking away of the likes is because, say, when they brought in that slot machine feature, that was when we, there was not really talk back then of, like, social media break. Wow, social media is such a problem. It's so toxic. It's the devil. We were really loving our phones. We were loving Instagram. And appreciating the app and loving being on it and all the new features. And we wanted to be addicted in some ways. We were loving that we had something to do in the buses when on our way to work or like, you know, if we could have a minute to go on our phone during work. 
And then I think we were seeing more that like, we saw how Facebook just one day, I don't know how I got over Facebook. I don't know if it was because I just went on Instagram. Like I think, well, maybe it was. I think what Instagram offered that was different from Facebook was just the pictures. Because mm. I'd go on Facebook, you were seeing quite a lot of ads. I wanted to just, it was way more like the visual um if you went on Facebook and just saw purely everyone's photos, like what your aunt was up to, what everyone was up to, maybe you'd enjoy it more. So Instagram took away the dialogue um, from Facebook that you were just getting the visual, which was like a lot more, an easier way to kind of be seeing what everyone's up to and the voyeuristic like part of what we love about social media. I think that when they saw us starting to like disengage from being like OTT overusing the app, that they were like, how can we maintain people to continue using the app? And it's to maybe take away the like obsessive compulsive usage of it and like the rewards with the likes and that kind of thing. Like people maybe aren't putting up as much pictures or deleting or archiving pictures because they were embarrassed that they maybe weren't getting as much likes mm. or like maybe like one picture they put up was getting so many likes and then this picture wasn't. So I think yeah. to continue to kind of keep promoting us using the app is to try and keep up with the times of like our now like elevated use of social media. Which would be really dumb of them because they basically got us hooked on something then took it away. Because like people are addicted to the reward now. People are addicted to the likes. They're addicted to people seeing the likes and all that kind of stuff. And then they take it away. I think that would disincentivize people to use it. You still have it though. You do, but like, let's not, like, let's be real. The reason people, the likes thing, people don't care about them seeing the likes. People care about it, the veneer of it on your page. They only care if you get the likes though. And maybe, like, I only care about the likes being out there if I was getting a load of likes. Like, yeah, but I think load of likes for everyone is like, I just think that if if they're trying to encourage people to use the app, that would disencourage people because they're addicted to something that's there and then they take it away. And like, as you said, you only care about the likes if they're being shown. No, they're not showing them. So then people are like, oh, well, why would I post? If Like, I think, I'm not talking about you and I. I think like a lot of people would think this way and young people as well. And I also think it's kind of covering up something like, I think, okay, you take away the likes. They're t- talking about young people, right? This is a big kind of conversation. They're like, people are obsessed. And I do, we've all heard, like I've heard kids in the bus being like, he got a hundred likes on that post. There's mm-hmm. definitely reality in that. And even when within us oh, you know like yeah. yeah 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 but they you know they make this whole thing about kids and all that but like kids and anyone to be honest if you take away one thing we'll find something else to be competitive about we'll find something else to be uh invested in like now okay you've no likes okay followers okay comments like people will find human nature is that way it is competitive by nature and especially when it's an app that is hardwired some sort of competitive nature within us i do think i agree with that we are always going to be competitive and like i mean the obsession is goddamn and it's now dear god i'm mm. gonna be instagramming till the day i die yeah. but i think the followers is one thing yeah but i think what kind of maybe the balance between um like i have a following so do you and that that's a big conversation around like influencers and stuff like that like within like say you know just within the circle of influencers i think it is a big conversation your i mean we had it with like huge bloggers where they have like 100k and they're only getting you know say similar amount of likes to us take that away and you just have that one number the following to focus on rather than the likes on your photos and then you kind of can more like flippantly use your platform and you don't have to constantly chase the like, the kind of, the fans or the likes. I think 
people were like trying to micromanage their Instagram, especially the more like influencers and people who are trying to be influencers. They're posting a certain way, like they're not posting organically and freely. We're seeing people delete photos all the time. We're seeing people use a color scheme on their Instagram or like I can tell. I even sometimes do it. Yeah, I'm not just like flip throwing up a pic. But now I want to be more like that because it's just how I've always used social media. But like, do you not think it it leaves space for kind of like what you're saying there about followers? Like, do you not think that 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 does? Like, I think that is a completely um, good. I think that's a good way to verify someone's following. Like if I was a brand, for example, and I think this is another reason why I think it's taking away power from brands looking at influencers. Say you've got 30K ish, right? And there's influencers out there who have 100K and you're getting more likes than them. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take away the likes, if I'm a brand, who am I going to sponsor? I guess you can still, like I still have access to all my my reach, my likes. Oh, you can ask. But what I'm saying is brands are inherently lazy and they won't. Most brands I've ever been in contact with, bar unless there's some shit brand that like we both got that one asked for the fucking stick your phone cover on this and it sticks to the wall you know like something like that no yeah but what I'm saying is you can fake that still like there are ways of like you can just show your overall reach you can show like I just think that it does I think that's a legitimate way to verify an influencer I think that if I was a brand and I have been a brand and I'm looking at people if I'm looking at your profile and I can see that you're getting like this is just like how they get their interest, right? So the thing, what I'm saying is that like you could fall off the mark before they even ask you for your reach because they're like, oh, 30K, whatever. Let's mm-hmm. just talk to the girls who have 150K and over and then they can choose their reach from there. You know what I mean? So I think it could actually mean that smaller influencers who are getting really high engagement, who are getting really high reach for their size, micro-influencers, will could be and probably will lose out on some work because of it. Because as you're saying, people are only then concentrating on one number. It's a good, it, that's like mul- having a multitude of ways of verifying someone's legitimacy is good as saying like okay they have 100k but they're getting a thousand likes and five comments mm. but then mm-hmm. I could look at 30k and I'm like oh Lindsay there that's mad she's getting 30k but she's getting three and a half thousand likes and five comments as well but her likes are way higher so maybe her you know mm. I think that 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 was a way of kind of being able to verify someone on a multiple way I of, agree I do agree I yeah. think that like they're totally I agree with you that they're trying to, because basically they've provided us this platform yeah. and we figured out, Gained same it. with YouTube, we figured out how to fucking make money off of their platform mm. and we don't owe them shit. You yeah. know, like at least on Depop, you sell shit, they get a percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know the yeah, way? Yeah, exactly. So I think, I agree with you, but I also do agree, I do think that it also has multitude of reasons why they're doing it as well. It's to kind of, kind of continue, like trying to keep up with the times because Facebook didn't do that and now it's just. But they're owned by Facebook. So it is Facebook yeah. making the same rules just on Instagram. It's just because people don't use Facebook anymore. Yeah, but you that's know, what that I mean. Way. I think they're trying to continue getting people to use it in an active way. I do think though, like, I mean, it is weird. And you said this, that like, why have something like the option to like something mm. if you can't see the likes? But, you know, why would we do? Why have the why have the option there? Because it will die out, you know? And it's it's literally the, the entire point of Instagram other than posting photos. Like Instagram is a... It's transactional. I post a photo, I get likes. That is the entire premise of the app itself. I share my content, people like it and respond to it. I don't think when we first started, like when you think back of when we first went to Instagram then. Yeah, it wasn't like that. But I think they are trying to, I think, yeah. There wasn't a double tap then. 
when no. Instagram came first, you had, to, you had to click the little heart. Okay. Like, so mm. I think it was when they brought in the double tap and the little heart pops up and all that kind of stuff. Like that was, and it's been longer like that than it was again, the other way. Yeah, and again, that's like a slot machine. Exactly. They're like, Poo. Yeah, little pings of like dopamine reactors yeah. or whatever it is. Um, Do you find yourself liking less on Instagram? Now I, I don't think so, but I think I probably will. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think I do like less, honestly. Really? Yeah. I, I find myself scrolling through the feed less. See, I, my Instagram mainly is like friends and people I actually know. Yeah, me know. too. Mine are like... So I always like my friends' pics. Yeah, I like my friends' pics too. But I th- I'm trying to think of... My Instagram is like people I know and then I just follow like... I don't really follow like influencers. I, I follow like like meme accounts and all yeah, that kind of stuff. a few brands Where and stuff I like think that. I would be interested to know but I do think I engage less in those accounts now. See, I always like my you friends' pr- pics. Yeah, you probably have longer because you've had like a few weeks of this. I've only had a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. I've had so, it for... Next week I'll have it for a month. I can't really tell the map of my like reaction. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Um, I have noticed that... Now again, I've forcibly... Because I can, I can see how easy it is to kind of... You know, I get likes and I can see like, you know, this one gets more, this gets... And I never wanted to fall into that pattern of being like posting something you know, or not posting something for lack or mm. lack thereof of likes. So I have kind of liked, enjoyed that because like, say this weekend, I put up like three pics. Whereas like, I know some other influ- influencers would maybe only like put up one pic because they know that we get more likes. Do you know the way? And I think that that's the kind of the other conversation I've seen around it from influencers who are kind of lauding this as like amazing. And I'm just like, is that not just still putting your value into likes? Like if you are, not you personally, but mm-hmm. like, if you are a kind of person who like, I've always heard this conversation like, oh, it gets me so down. And like, if a post doesn't perform, I get so upset about it and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And it's like, surely you should look at that rather oh, than hiding the likes. Like, like if you are putting so much, and I understand if it's your job, you want to do well at your job. That's a different thing. But realistically, if you are a working influencer, the number of likes isn't going to affect how much money you get. If, a, if it is a sponsored post, the brand knows it's going to get lower engagement anyway. And they don't pay you on how many likes you get. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're established, you're established pretty much. Okay. That's, we've seen that time and time again, but like you're putting so much value. And then I think you legitimize that by applauding Instagram, hiding the likes. I think you legitimize putting value into it because you're like, oh, well now no one can see. But like, if you were obsessed with that, you'll still be obsessed with it. I think if you were that obsessed, you'll still be looking at the likes and how many likes you got. And you'll still be looking, oh, this one got 2,000, well, the other one got 1,500. Mm. Like, I've even noticed, like, I don't put a lot of value into it. I don't really care. All my posts do pretty much the same. I don't post that much on mm-hmm. Instagram. But like, even when I was away and I had my likes hidden, I was still checking the likes. Yeah. So the compulsion was still there. Like nothing really changed. I didn't really give a I do fuck think whether so. people saw it or not. But it was still whatever like we theme. learn, we can unlearn. And I think yeah. like you know, yes, the compulsion is still there because the compulsion has grown over time. So it's going to take time for us to get unused to something. Yeah, but I just mean that it's still fucked up that I even cared. Like so, like the, them removing it didn't stop me caring. And if you, and and me caring I don't care a huge amount but I care as much as everyone else does you know that way but I've heard some people talk about how it's like oh my god it's such a big problem and it makes me so upset it's like you should look at that and I don't think hiding the likes is gonna solve I do that think anymore. yeah I agree I mean I I have never been upset over no. a lack of performance <laughs> yeah. on my I'm kind of I have always tried to you know social media is not real it's yeah a, 
little part of my life it's not my life yeah 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 it does exist i have fun on it i like social media yeah but i do not connect my value to that in the sense of like you know i'm more just kind of look at it from like a business brain if i'm seeing like okay luna gets a fuckload of likes they like seeing the mass shit or whatever the hell yeah and i'm kind of like okay that's what they like. Interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to maybe... Do a shoot with the kids. Luna, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll kind of just separate myself from that being my worth. But I can see, especially if... You know, I can see, especially if you're younger or if it's mm. part of your, like, you know, job and you do have to constantly, like, respond to brands with your likes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, how you could get really obsessed with it. But... um. I don't know how like I mean that is, again is just like I do think if people stopped getting so obsessed and focused on likes it is the root of the problem there is approval validation mm. what other people think of you and that kind of stuff and will humans just not always have that you know, they I, will I think yeah. they will just always have that to a certain extent and I think it's about hardwiring your brain not to depend on that need for validation but also know, to which is a constant fucking struggle we always see on social media, for example, like check up on your friends, check yourself. Yeah. Like check you yourself. Wreck yourself. Yeah. Literally. Like if you are noticing behavior, and I have, I, I consistently do that thing mm. in terms of social media. Like if I notice myself just fucking going on my phone, like doing the whole, like, oh my God, I don't even notice I'm somehow on Instagram again. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. how am I on Mindlessly ASOS? scrolling. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I will just fucking take my phone and put it in my room yeah. and forget about it for however long. Yeah. You know, like, check yourself. Like, if I'm noticing, like, oh, weird, my stories have gone down, I instantly will check myself. Because, like, your brain can dip and go into, like, little places of that being like, oh, oh, I didn't get that many likes in that. I, you know, whatever way I'm thinking, check. My, I check myself then and there to make sure yeah. it doesn't spiral down into this, like, an actual place of me being obsessed with likes or... Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, the way? Yeah. So I think that's maybe where people have gone wrong in terms of social media, whereas we saw... You know, obviously the huge thing last year with everyone photoshopping and Mm. now we're seeing the same thing. People like, you know, doing the opposite anti-photoshopping, but maybe upping the goddamn stretch marks or freaking upping up their mental health or their insecurity problems to get more fucking attention and likes. Yeah, it's like the, people are always going to game the algorithm. You know, like it, for a long time it worked to get a load of likes if you had this picture perfect thing. But now... It's like the same with the kind of uh, tokenism of the Victoria's Secret thing. It's like, come on, girls, like, check yourself. Like, just because someone who used to Photoshop the shit out of themselves is now posting real pictures. It's like they're just doing the exact same thing just on the other end of the spectrum. And just because they're, like, now playing into a more, like, accepted narrative. Yeah, they're just doing what's the hot topic right now. Just like Rihanna with her 5,000 shades of freaking (laughs) foundation. She didn't invent... That a black woman may need a different colour than ivory rimmel, you know? Yeah, she just, also, like, played to that yeah, need. Yeah, she, she didn't invent... Like, the, if you are in America, for example, who's where obviously has more of a diverse skin tone than, like, mm-hmm. Ireland would have, like, there are loads of brands that are specifically just for women of colour, you know, mm-hmm. that way. So she didn't invent dark makeup. She didn't invent, but she is playing into it. And it is good that it's serving a need and it's helping some yeah. people, but you should always check the other motives. It's probably a good place to, to end it. Yes. Beautiful little encapsulation. Our tinfoil hats are on. They are firmly, staying on. Firmly on. And you know what? Maybe it's the next merch drop. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
a tinfoil cap. Me and Lindsay would keep the ROI down. We all just be buying rolls of tinfoil from, from deals. Yeah, we can just crinkle them together. Is tinfoil uh, recyclable? I doubt it. I doubt it. I Came don't on, think slide it, into my DMs. I don't think it ever biodegrades. It's wow. metal, isn't it? Yeah, but isn't from cans. You can Oh yeah Kimon Slide into our DMs It's usually covered in grease After cooking that. It's not a tinfoil hat Unless you're not <laughs> washing your hair Unless you're doing the It girls wash your hair Once a week vibe Yes <laughs> We'll oh. be covered in oil <laughs> oh, Okay girlies. girlies Thanks a million for listening uh, Go sign up to our Patreon And we'll be back next week Yeah Bye bitches Bye bitches softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.